Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Sixth, the chicest car rental service ever. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Izzy, I like your little cardigan. Cute little cardi. I want one. It's from that op- It's from that charity shop near my house, I think, and it's um, vintage old Mew Mew for £16. It's special. It's special. It's nice. Wait, what did you think of the – this is going off book, but what did you think of the Chaparelli Lions? lion dresses i found them i found them fun and i found the out uproar like kind of random yeah i i'm on two sides of the fence i i'm i think everyone's sophisticated enough to know that it's like a surreal thing that they're not glorifying animal hunting but i also i don't get the vibe i don't like it it feels kind of dated i'm like i don't know what he's being ironic about or poking f- you know what i mean i just hate that aesthetic i hate taxidermy I yeah hate, i hate like, taxidermy being- i hate taxidermy i mean to be honest i hadn't properly thought about it until you asked me that just then and i think why i responded that way was because i've seen so much uproar about it that i find like the uproar on social media was just so insane that it like made me go in the yes. complete opposite direction but now thinking critically about it as I speak to you. I hate taxidermy too so much. Um, and I guess, and obviously it's not taxidermy. That's what everyone was freaking out about. They thought Kylie Jenner was wearing an actual lion's head, um, which it's not. And, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I see it as a cool kind of way of, not like honoring animals, but you know how it's just, I would wear a big cat's head on a dress if that was possible. <laughs> if it wasn't taxidermy, you know, like. Yeah. I can see it on you. Yeah. I just, I hadn't thought critically about it. I found everyone being up in arms about it a bit lame, but I 
but again, I, I don't obviously support hunting animals in any way. I think it would look cute if I had a cat one there. A Shiva. This is the like. I agree with people getting up in arms about it. I kind of see both yeah. sides. I see people. My thing is, I just didn't like how it looked. I thought it looked a bit old fashioned. <laughs> but I, th- it's like people are saying it glorifies hunting or something. And I'm like, it just doesn't. Like, no one in that audience, no one who consumes fashion runway shows, like maybe three or four people out of a hundred million. like thinks hunting big game is okay like we're so past it as a society I'm aware that it still does happen in small numbers but I'm just like it's not as if fashion is a crowd of people who are susceptible to (laughs) thinking hunting is okay and now looking at that dress like I'm gonna go hunt a lion like I just think it's so obviously like a post (laughs) I don't know I just think the, the level that he's operating on as a creative director is trying to do something a little bit beyond that but I also I just didn't like any of the clothes. I liked Doja Cat being covered in a million Swarovski crystals. (laughs) (laughs) It took four hours. How did she take it off? That would just be so boring just sitting there. And there's this video of her like, side-eyeing Kylie Jenner taking a selfie and it's just so I was like fashion is so stupid sometimes so so stupid um yeah I didn't like the wolf one I didn't mind I mean sorry I didn't mind like the snow leopard one or whatever that one was but I liked the wolf on Naomi Campbell's jacket but was the jacket fur obviously not because everyone would no be pissed yeah off about that yeah this is what's funny to me is like a bunch of brands still use real fur and they don't get shit on social media. <laughs> yeah. And this brand doing these like fake, really over the top, stupidly surrealistic things is getting more shit than the people that actually use like fur and crocodile and um, mink and stuff. Yes. That's very Such true. Is life in life in 2023 on the internet. What else has happened at um, Fashion Week is the cast of the white lotus has been everywhere i only saw the hot italian um like hotel manager and i was very happy to see her oh yeah so she was at jw anderson wearing like an iconic fit the boys (laughs) the um tech bro boys both of them were at different shows um simona tabasco lucia wait which one was lucia and which one was mia the main the main brunette one Simona Zabasco yeah. has been, was at J.W. Anderson and then she's been at like a bunch of other shows and then her and the other one, both of them, are starring in Skim's Valentine's Day campaign. Love. God, Kim's just on the ball, isn't she? I know. Happy for them. Very special. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to be in a Skim's campaign? I think soon. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. I us. swear I will. I'm wearing skims right now. Are you? Yeah, I need to go buy some. some I list. love it. Except my um, boobs are like insanely huge right now for God knows what reason to the point where they're not fitting in the bra and keep popping out and it's like feral and so annoying and they're sore and swollen and I feel like an old maid. I feel like a cow that needs to be milked. 
<laughs> it's crazy. I want to have big boobs just for a day, just for a day to try it, see how I feel, see if I'm different. I don't know what's happened. They've grown like three sizes and they're really sore. So that's crazy. It's really, it's really weird. I'm, li- I'm literally not fitting into any bras and I'm having to wear the bras. <laughs> they're like, I don't know why I still have these considering I lost an entire bag of clothes and somehow still have these Victoria's Secret bras from like 2018 <laughs> when I went um, to the show and they took me into the store and were like, get anything you want. And I just got these ugly bras and now I'm wearing – now I'm having to resort to wearing those. An underwire padding. Yes. A sort of satin finish. I can yes. imagine it. I can <laughs> see it now. It's blue. <laughs> um, so I am in Sydney for a good time, not a long time, a.k.a. three business days. So special. And I am very sad because I went to see a show at the Sydney Opera House but it was not, in fact, our favorite show, One Woman Show, because it's not on until I have left Sydney, which is the 1st of Feb is when it starts. And I wish, I wish I could see it again. Yeah, I saw that it had its final night at Ambassadors Theatre in London. And on Dumois, they said that Rami Malik was in the crowd on closing no night. And then, yeah, Liz has now, Liz, our favorite woman, has now headed down under and is going to yeah start performing one woman show at the Sydney Opera House. We obviously talked to Liz on the pod. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it, you naughty girls. And we have had so many of you girlies say that you've bought tickets and a bunch said that they're going to wear our merch. To the yeah, show. Liz is on the lookout. We've told her what to look for. If you're in a girly hat, she'll probably break character and come and give you a little... <laughs> Cuddle. <laughs> cuddle. Pea brain shorts, extra points. The girls are wearing the pea brain shorts in a way I had not anticipated, and that is thirst trapping all over the show. Sexy pea. Sexy, yeah, I sexy didn't... pea brain shorts all over Instagram. I love to see it. I want to know if someone got laid because of their pea brain shorts. Like Surely. Yeah, need to know the story. Call in. Um, also, special news. I just got a car in LA. My very that own. so gorgeous. You're so settled. You've been very proactive. I'm very yeah. proud of you. I've been so proactive I haven't been able to sleep. Um, and then on Saturday, <laughs> like literally, and then on Saturday night I got convinced that I was going to be murdered, Grace. Um, and so I was up from 4.30 in the morning completely wide awake with pepper spray. So that was fun. For literally no reason. It's just, it's just, I'm staying in a house alone in the middle of a big old city and it's a standalone house. So like anyone could try to break in. I'm in a safe area, but in LA, nowhere is safe, really. I do kind of feel like I'd be tempted to get a gun, not to like put ideas (laughs) in your head, but (laughs) I, I kind of would like owning one. Did I tell you that it wasn't this house, it was a different house in a bit more of a sketchy neighborhood, but a guy tried to break in through the window while I was asleep in the house alone. I do think about that a, a lot. I try yeah. not to talk to you about it. I don't want to share my anxieties. No, so then on I'm Saturday I was you. convinced I was going to be murdered. So I've been productive but sleep deprived. And then I took an entire sleep weed gummy the other night and completely greened out and felt like I was going to die. And then this morning <laughs> was woken up with period cramps. I was like, get kind of go catch a break. 
Um, yeah, the universe is conspiring for you not to be relaxed. But the yeah, I got a car, so I'm gonna pick you up. And I got I didn't get a Jeep because everyone was saying I would die if I did, and you know, I had to listen to the people. So I got a Mazda, which I'm very happy about because I love Mazdas. Cute. I like Mazdas too. And it's a little SUV because I got the SUV soccer mum bug when I was home in New Zealand and we did that big road trip and I didn't really talk about it at the time, but it was like, so we were so, basically we were so lucky because we got our car through sixth and they hooked us up with this insane, like brand new Mercedes Benz, which was really funny to drive around the country. And and it was, and it was like the (laughs) nicest car ever to drive, except you were so high up off the road. It felt like you were, felt like I was in Zach Bear's um, Merc hooting around LA but it was it was it was like so so yeah expensive cars make you feel like superior to others it's like part of the way they're designed yeah and and when you're up really high yeah I was like Mm. I was like dare to fuck with me um and yeah but it was quite funny driving around Hawks Bay and like such a nice car but we had that and I I didn't really talk about the road trip that much because it was actually so tiring and obviously didn't like I just didn't think about the fact that we'd be driving like eight hours a day to get to different destinations so thank fuck for that Mm -hmm. car um but yeah it really put me in the the SUV mindset so when you come to LA I'm going to be picking you up and strapping you in the back seat I cannot wait to be driven around I'm gonna sit yeah I'm gonna sit in the back so you feel like my driver (laughs) I had a driver in LA wait I don't know if I can tell this tea because it's like kind of red hot but it's pretty good just I'll it. obscure it a little bit. All the drivers in LA like love to give you a little Hollywood gossip. And this driver was saying that he drove a certain A-list actor back from the Oscars last year and that he heard Will Smith call this actor in the car and offer him money to come out and publicly back him and broker a no, that he asked him to come out and publicly back him and then said to offer Chris Rock money to meet and smooth things over. It's so crazy. I feel scandalous that even saying this. Am I going to get sued? No. No. I'm just a silly girl. What do I know? <laughs> There's been a lot of tea happening on our close friends on on Instagram, Grace. You've been missing God, out I'm on it missing all. everything. Honestly, we've been getting like do more like submissions. I don't know. I've... I always asked if I can share it on the close friends and block specific details, which I have been doing, but I don't know if it's, if it's, if I'm allowed to reiterate on the pod, but, but very, and I'm going to have to text you because things about like people alleging they know why the real feud is between Kate and Wills and Megan and Harry. <gasps> we have such inside goss. There's another reason. Yeah. Like, that, more. that hasn't come out in the public. I, I believe it. I mean, I don't even know what the rumor is, but I just believe this. There's so much more to it. There's so much going on that we don't know about. Yeah. And it's unraveling. Okay, that's exciting. <laughs> Get back on IG. <laughs> An exciting out on everything. My boyfriend was on Dumois. Yeah, I know. We need to talk about that. That's crazy. Which was really funny. But the funniest part about it was that I – this is the night when – so basically Saturday night I didn't sleep because I thought I was going to be murdered – so I went and got the pepper spray. Yeah. Was like literally up all night, <laughs> and then Sunday. What are you doing with pepper spray? When you need it in this, you need it in this place. I have to run. But were you gonna? Do, do you know what to do? You just yeah, you just flick it on and then spray that shit in their face. 
sometimes I, I have like a fantasy about a home intruder coming and me killing them. I don't know why I'm saying this out loud, but I've always, even since I was a kid, because our house got robbed, I was always so scared of people breaking in at night. And I've always, I think as a coping mechanism, have this fantasy about me like, I don't know, sliding into the kitchen and getting a knife and like disarming the robber. Yeah. What do you think of that? That's essentially the nightmare I had. So then I started taking (laughs) melatonin. One girl's nightmare is another girl's fantasy. Yeah, I took melatonin one night and then had like basically a lucid dream where I knew a nightmare where, you know, when you're in the nightmare and you're trying to wake yourself up desperately to get out of Mm -hmm. it. So that was happening. And and I'd stabbed two men in the throat (laughs) and like there was blood everywhere all over my hands. And I was trying to walk out of it was in like a public bathroom or something. And I was trying to walk out of the bathroom and get away. And then I was trying to yeah. wake myself up, but because I'd taken fucking melatonin, I couldn't wake up. And then the same thing happened on Saturday when I was having a nightmare about something, couldn't wake up, finally woke myself up, and then couldn't go back to sleep. So <laughs> Sunday, we get to Sunday, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to take weed. So it's horrible. So then I yeah. take too much weed gummy. Like, just I took an entire one, and you just should always take – you should just always start in halves. And – was really just got so stoned that I could barely move my arms. So I was like in bed, like, like, like kept thinking I was going to forget to breathe. And then I was like, okay, just go on your phone. Cause you just, you just need to go on your phone to distract yourself from the fact that you think you're going to forget how to breathe. And so I went on my phone and I was clicking through Dumois Sunday spotted. And that was when I saw that my boyfriend was on there. That and I was wild. like, you probably thought you were still, I was just like, what? And then I was like, I find this so funny. And then I couldn't work out if I found it really funny because I was stoned or not. And then also because he's in London, he was just asleep. So I couldn't even talk to him. And I was like, this is hilarious. And then I just fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) How does he feel about being on Jumois? Is he 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 starstruck at himself? That's that's crazy. He didn't know what it was. I said, you're on Jumois, lol. And he was like, what are you saying? (laughs) He was with Zach Beer <laughs> That's at Sketch and someone papped them. I can't believe anyone doesn't know what Dumois is on planet Earth. Well, he's the person that if I try to say like Megan to say Megan and Harry will scream at me. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to hear a fucking <laughs> bar of it. <laughs> he's probably right, you know. I know. <laughs> wonder what he spends his time learning about if not where random celebrities are on a sunday exactly speaking of megan yes the other megan the other megan i went and saw the movie megan um at the cinema on friday night and i absolutely loved it and you will love it it is so good it was alice so it's alison williams i'm sure everyone's kind of seen the poster for it, but the poster, I didn't realize what it was. And I just thought I wasn't going to be interested in it for some reason. A, I hate horror. B, didn't know it was AI sci-fi because that would have hooked me. Um, but it's basically about Alison Williams works at a toy shop where they kind of make essentially Furbies, but with better technology. And then she mm-hmm. creates um, like a AI doll kids doll kids toy to play with them and the kids toy is called megan and it's just 
really funny, really camp, really entertaining. It was the best thing to watch it at American cinema because Americans are just so great to go to like one of those huge big, we went to a Westfield cinema and everyone was clapping and laughing and it just felt silly and fun. That's so fun. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer because it's M. Night Shyamalan whose movies are just like iconically insane and like good, bad. Um, okay, yeah. And I then I saw, I think like he, I I think they made the movie semi-earnestly and it was so stupid that now the PR team has like leaned into the camp stupid funny factor. Um and they've got like a robot version of Megan appearing on TV shows and shit. Like it's really stupid, but they've like embraced the stupidity and now everyone's obsessed with it. Yeah. I mean, they're a bit like it's it's definitely made to be funny in certain like for sure. Yeah. In certain bits. Like she literally sings um Bulletproof, Nothing to Lose, and all these really camp songs Megan the doll what's the really it's so random and then she da- uh it's it's just really funny you'll love it if you watch it <laughs> yeah I'll, I want to see it at a movie theater like yeah it was the kind of crowd. movie where um these teenage girls walked out afterwards and go that was the worst movie I've ever seen what the fuck was that <laughs> exactly. and I was yeah and I was with Chelsea and Tat which made it even funnier because Chelsea's American and she's just I don't know she just like the ads were on and she was clapping and then I was like are you being ironic and she was like no what <laughs> wait did the Nicole Kidman yeah AMC yeah, ad come on yeah, 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 yeah she was clapping at the end of that and I was like are you joking and she was just like what are you talking about no <laughs> I was like I that love- ad is so funny yeah I love America yeah I love America too okay add to list Yes, you definitely go see it. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Sixt, the leader in new mobility. Sixt offers flexible, seamless vehicle solutions to upgrade your holiday, your weekend, or even your daily commute. With rentals available from one day to one year, you're sorted with Sixt. Okay, so sadly Megan was not nominated for an Oscar, but the Oscar noms came out today and usually they're pretty just boring and standard, but I was 
like very interested in this weird Andrea Risebro story that's come out. There's just been a couple of strange things with this like campaign <laughs> trail and everything everywhere all at once got nominated for like 11 Oscars. It's probably going to sweep. Amazing, amazing. Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett have kind of been taking turns winning stuff. Like they both won a Golden Globe and then Kate Blanchett won the SAG. And I think Michelle Yeoh won Critics Choice or something. Like they're kind of neck and neck. And then suddenly this kind of campaign emerged in this really obvious way, like a week ago, maybe 10 days ago, where all of these kind of industry people like Sarah Paulson and there's a few others basically started tweeting about this smaller movie called To Leslie with this uh, English actress, Andrea Riseborough, who is amazing. And it's like a tiny indie film. And people just started posting basically like the exact same tweet saying like, please consider her. Her performance is amazing and underrated. And it was obviously like, yeah, so Edward Norton posted, I don't post a lot about films or actor performances. Maybe I should more often, but for those interested in great acting, I'll share Andrea Riseborough's portrayal in Two Leslie. Like a bunch of people started posting them in a way that it was so obvious that they were sponsored all at the same time. Mm. Mia Farrow did it. And everyone was kind of like, what is this? Because like no one's been talking about the movie or her performance at all, even though I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and Charlie Theron and Gwyneth Paltrow, like so many people. What do you – like, surely they can't just pay people like Gwyneth Paltrow and Charlie Theron to post about it. And Sarah Paulson, like, do you think they just asked and they said sure? Or, like, what mm, do you – I don't know. I think it could maybe be – as simple as they they obviously all know each other it, it could even just be as simple as someone like sending a group text and just saying it's fucked up that this isn't nominated can we can we just rally but it feels like a random thing to rally behind the the film i watched the trailer when i saw everyone saying this i watched the trailer and the film looks really good and it does look like oscar bait it looks it feels like a random film that they for them not to nominate in a way, but at the same time it feels especially weird that this many people would care that much. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I almost feel like something happened where its release got delayed past Oscar thing and it's just snuck in at the – like I'm so cynical. It snuck in at the last minute and because all the reviews and stuff haven't – I don't know, or whatever it is, that there's some sort of industry conspiracy <laughs> to get it like For sure. hyped up at the last minute because she did get nominated for an Oscar. So then it came out today, the nominees, and there's only five for Best Actress and Andrea Riseborough is in there. I think the reason oh, people she? are finding it sus. Yeah, she got nominated today. So she's, like, come up from, like, left field. Oh, my God. <laughs> really so competitive I category. fully didn't put two and two together. I, like, I had seen the Oscar nominations but just must have skimmed past her name and wasn't thinking. I, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't realize she actually got nominated. I think the this. weird thing about it that people are finding weird is, and maybe this is overanalyzing, but it's like Michelle Yeoh is like really emerging as the front runner. You know, Kate Bunch has won so many Oscars, like everything, everywhere all at once was so iconic and like 
came out way earlier in the year and is it normally an Oscar movie and people are recognizing how great it was. And it seems, I think people are finding it strange that the whole weight of Hollywood is like throwing their, their <laughs> the whole of like elite Hollywood is throwing their weight behind Andrea Riseborough at the last minute, even though I'm sure her performance is great because they like never, ever, ever do that. And it's kind of like, why rock the boat when there's this great <laughs> kind of story of Michelle Yeoh finally getting her recognition in Hollywood. It just seems that's so true. Slightly random. Yeah, that's really sauce. Um, do you feel like Kate Blanchett when she won? What was that she won for the Golden Globe when she did that speech? Yeah, I think it was the Critics' Choice Awards. That was weird too. So Kate Blanchett won for Tar. And then she got on stage for anyone who missed it and gave this big speech basically saying, basically just doing a I hate awards shows speech where she was just saying, why do we still do this? Why do we pit women against each other? What was she saying? It's like reinforcing the patriarchy and women everywhere. Basically saying like it's it's making Hollywood actors and actresses on this pit, be put on this pedestal above other actors and actresses, including women everywhere, including women in tampon commercials, like, et cetera, et cetera. And I was kind of like, love you, but what what's happening? But yeah, then, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt too. But then <laughs> I was like, I'll support whatever you say, but I don't understand what you're saying. But obviously she is saying that the awards shows are kind of pointless because not only do they make women fight against each other and, and put others ahead of like put some whatever but the but the behind the scenes is still run by men like I get I get that but then maybe she was doing it because she wants Michelle Yeoh to win the Oscar and she was basically just being like do not give it to me yeah that's what I was thinking too but then I was like it's a weird way to do it to just be like these are all fucking stupid anyway who cares they're all good yeah (laughs) yeah mean for Michelle Yeoh when she wins True. Better be like, oh, this is the year everyone's agreeing that awards are pointless anyway. They're also not. I feel like awards aren't pointless. Like, I, 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 I don't. Same. I understand what they mean in terms of power structures and things like that in Hollywood, but I don't think awards shows are pointless <laughs> because it's a, it's a creative body of work. Like, it's it's just recognizing someone for their skills and talent, and because these people happen to be famous and it happens to be the movie industry. It's just way more public than other, I don't know. I, I feel like it makes sense to have them. I think they could maybe put less emphasis on the celebrities and more emphasis on like directors and, and stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's like, and I've heard this take a couple of times, but I do agree with it where for Kate Blanchett as someone who is now pretty much in a position where she can pick and choose work as she decides to only works with directors she likes has I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to be an actress in your 50s in Hollywood but you know what I mean is she's pretty singular I would say top three actresses globally who could basically just have a pick of a role that she feels like doing which is very informed by the fact she's won two Oscars and has been on you know an award season darling for 30 years I feel like it's very easy for her to get up and say aren't awards dumb like why are we even here this is random (laughs) like when for 95% of people it's the stuff that's used to 
justify you being cast in something again, like for Chloe Zhao, you know, her kind of coming out of nowhere and winning the Oscar for Nomadland got her like a Marvel movie and TV series and constant work now for the future in a way that she never would have if she just made a small indie movie. Like they serve this purpose that spotlights um, and gives work to people who otherwise could be ignored by the industry. And it's like Michelle Yeo, for example, um, if she wins an Oscar for this, there will be like 15 directors who will be thinking of her and considering her for movies and it will totally change her life in a really tangible way. And it's like Kate Blanchett's having the luxury of saying, I don't really need another Oscar is just so <laughs> unique to her that I feel like she should have thought through what she was saying a bit more. But I, I don't think she should be attacked, obviously, because I think her intentions were nice. It's like Frances Mc- McDormand did a similar thing, but I think hers was just more like, <laughs> she was just literally like, please don't give it to me again. <laughs> give it to someone else. She wasn't like, this is stupid. But that was really funny when she did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was just like, please do not give me the Oscar. I do not want it on stage. I do not want it. <laughs> oh. it is like, yeah, it is. I think it's good to highlight how genre the people campaigning and getting obsessive over winning it is like this Gorka piece on the Andrea Riseborough thing brought up Melissa Leo who basically I don't remember this I remember her winning the Oscar for the fighter but she did this insane self-funded campaign with these like glamorous magazine ads (laughs) saying for your consideration to really shove herself in front of people and really stage managed it herself and it worked and it got her an Oscar but that now feels very embarrassing in this day and age so you're almost meant to want an Oscar but it's very not cool to act like you are happy to get it or that you want it (laughs) yes it also just reminds me once again of that Emily in Paris debacle and just how the the LA Times just just uncovered so much shit about how much celebrities literally wine and dine and put on parties and just exactly what our fucking queen of the pod Kirsten Dunst always says you just have to play the game in this really disgusting foul way and that's probably what Kate Blanchett is, Blanchett is talking about she's probably just like this whole yes. machine around these awards is stupid and dumb and like makes no sense and you know she probably just means people should be honored for doing a great job but it shouldn't be all this like gross shit behind behind the scenes it's hard because i think i do want to live in a world where the oscars exists and i think that infrastructure of everyone tuning in and caring does impact the movie industry in a really positive way like I think if you didn't have that and you didn't have people um looking at who was nominated and who was winning I think people would go to the movies far less so I don't think it's a bad thing I think everyone just needs to take with a grain of salt that like it's not a pure meritocracy and like the best person isn't going to win every year but that doesn't mean that it's totally pointless yeah like you say yeah, I agree. Um, Paul Mescal got nominated for an Oscar. Yes, it feels like a very good, like, 
a tightly edited year. Yeah, I think it's very special. He got nominated. I watched After Sun. I didn't, I honestly, I liked it, did not love. People are obsessed with it. People are like, it's the saddest thing I've ever seen. I lo- I mean, yeah, I liked it, but I, I genuinely thought the movie could have been, I just thought the movie could have been better. I think he was incredible and I think the kid was incredible and there were so many beautiful moments in it where they were, where the mother and daughter, oh, sorry, so it's about Paul Mescal and he has this young daughter, but he had her when he was like 18, so he's turning 31, I think, and she's 11 or, or something, <laughs> pardon my maths, mm. and they go on a holiday every year. He's broken up with the mum, so he's a single dad, and they go on holiday every year to Turkey, just him and his daughter, and there's like beautiful moments where they're just doing nothing by the pool and their conversations, and they're really tender and and gorgeous and it takes you back to like being a child in this relationship you had with your with your parents or whatever but then I then the movie I just found the movie I just thought it could have been I don't know there were like elements of it that just I didn't love I thought it ended in a really weird way and I don't know felt like a short film I don't I don't know okay I'll watch it and let you know my thoughts I do feel like that's a big thing that happens where indie movies that are kind of just fine or like better than average people are like oh my god oh my god you know like, and it was her first like- yeah it was her first film direct directorial debut and it was shot really well and it was yeah it was beautifully shot and the actors was were amazing but like there were parts of it where i was just like i don't actually get that and i don't think it's supposed to be a thing that i don't get <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> um but yes. yeah but he was nominated and then What's his face? Austin Butler. I've Elvis. seen Elvis. I saw it the other week. Thoughts? He's actually really like I know everyone makes fun of him because he keeps talking like Elvis, but yeah. he's he is really good in it. Like I think I'm kind of happy for him that he got nominated. And we need to watch The Whale to unpack Fat Suit Gate. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Neither. I I started watching Elvis. Um, I didn't, I knew nothing about Elvis as a man, so that was interesting. Yeah, I learned so much too. I feel so sorry for him with that evil Manager, agent. Always. Yeah, he, he was like the early Britney Spears. Um, And then I'm like sad. This is just back to Paul Mescal. I'm sad that Phoebe Bridges and Paul Mescal are over and I can't believe we haven't talked about it on the pod. Well, we talked about... Me saying that there was a report that she'd been seen on a date with Bo Burnham and then we both said these Daily Mail things are so annoying. Can't you just be in a place with a friend? <laughs> and now she's dating Bo Burnham. And now it seems fully because they're like she's in Australia at the moment, I think, with him. They were oh like photographed at the airport together. Yeah, because I was um, thinking about like I'm so jarred and P-brain. I was thinking about how Paul Miskell would have woken up this morning an Academy Award nominee. And, like, how Phoebe Bridges would have seen that news too, but how they've broken up and it's sad because they wouldn't be able to celebrate it together. <laughs> anyone, does anyone else think like that? Sometimes. <laughs> I thought about, I thought about like, Austin Butler being beside Kaya Gerber when he woke up this morning and being like, I got nominated. Oh, that's sweet. They would have had a really, like, boring conversation about it. Yeah. <laughs> she would have been like, that'll be me one day. <laughs> her it and Nicola Peltz going up as up for best actress together. 
Yes. I'm I'm down for that future. Okay, but like why I'm confused as to why this confirms my working theory that when a couple who never post pictures together starts posting pictures together, it's because they're holding on because the relationship's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a last ditch attempt to try and like, you know what I mean? I literally always yeah. think that it's trouble in paradise if you start posting pics. Yeah. I mean, I started doing that because I was moving to LA. So you're, you're, you're like, right. You started doing Because I was moving to LA and I was just like posted. I just was like posting cute shots of Amara on my Insta stories. Aww. Of me and him like on the beach and stuff. But I was, but I was like literally doing it for that reason. Because I was feeling insecure about my relationship because I was moving to LA. So there you go. Yeah. When Zach and I have is proven. like big fights, I <laughs> find like- myself thinking about putting a photo that's in my phone up. I don't know why. It's like a completely weird a subliminal level thing. That is true. That's how I feel or like how I think everyone feels at the start of a relationship. And you're just like desperate to post them, desperate to soft launch because then you feel like once it's on the internet, it's confirmed. They can't run away. They can't leave. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God, we have to move on because we're going to like, we haven't even talked about the main topic of the week yet. I know. We've only got a short window, but I feel like we can get everything that we want to say done in a concise manner. Um, We're just going to have to carry on on the Patreon. This video quite literally did my head in. Like I couldn't (laughs) (laughs) manage or cope with this video. And you knew it. You saw it first. It took me a minute to like sit and settle into it. Like I knew I wasn't ready straight away. And yeah, same. I didn't watch it immediately. I didn't watch it immediately. I had to like, I knew it came out. I sent it to you. I was like, I can't wait for you to wake up. Still hadn't watched it. I was like, I need to prepare myself for this. You watched it before me, I think. I was just like taking it all in. Yeah. I saw a TikTok. So, so we're obviously talking about the Brooklyn and Nicola Peltz Beckham seven outfits in seven days video on Vogue. I love that series so much that they've just really they went out with a they started with a bang with Camille Rowe and they've never quite achieved that level of icon again. They do a lot of random people who are famous but not stylish, which bothers me. But this one is probably the best one ever <laughs> in terms of like sheer unhinged general vibes like I can't even explain the vibe that these two give off in this video. Nicola Peltz Beckham is standing like on this exact angle, smiling in this exact same way in every outfit. And Brooklyn is just wearing these obscene things and saying crazy <laughs> things. It's nuts. It's, I don't even know where to start. Okay, well, when, if, if we're starting with how they seem together do you know what i i'm like upset to admit this but i kind of got it i feel like they i think because <laughs> basically i think that she was just she was awkward and shy and i think they really love each other that's what i got from it which was which i don't know because i always think that she's cooler than him but in this i just think she's like maybe a little bit of a nerd you know those people that just shouldn't speak yes like, because then they give away all their mystique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that feels true. like her to me. Because I thought she was, like, quite cool. 
seeing her on Instagram and then through this, I'm like, oh, you're just a little bit of a pea brain, which is, is a beautiful thing in itself. Yeah, I think she's but, shy. I think she's a shy. Yeah. I think she felt awkward, but also knows she's pretty. So that gives off like a confusing energy. Um, and I don't think they're super natural in front of a camera together maybe. So there was a kind of stilted, like slightly awkward atmosphere that I think people have misread as their relationship being off. But they do have like a complete absence of vibe, like staggeringly so, I found. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like there's no banter. There's no back and forth. There's no – just the way they talk is so – No, the banter yeah. is – the banter is, which is the one piece of banter in their entire relationship since they met. Yeah. The banter is that Brooklyn Beckham calls Doc Martens Dr. Martens. That would have been in like a fucking wedding speech. I don't even know what to do with that information. And he because said it that's, like three you know times. when people aren't funny. Yeah, we well, you know when people aren't funny and then they think they're being funny. So then they just carry it on and on and on to the point where you're just like, this is so awkward. What, are they actually going to make this joke again? And Brooklyn's been doing that since he was born. It reminds me of the moment I think about Weekly where um, Julie and what were they called that Vanity Fair podcast about the royals we loved? And they were talking about these details that had come out from Harry and Meghan's wedding. And Prince William was like, it's such a beautiful day. Even the cake is crying. And they talked about it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Brooklyn Beckham. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about this now and then I want to rewatch it. And then I want to talk about it again Mm -hmm. in the Patreon and go over all of the things we've missed because I haven't watched it in like three days. Um, But I have seen it like three times. People are roasting Brooklyn's outfits and, like, justifiably so. He is, like, you know that TikTok song that says, like, I need a big boy? Like, he's a big boy. I didn't realize. <laughs> he's got some girth on him. A chunky he's monkey. He's got these, like, chunky legs that he's slid into his father-in-law's jeans on multiple occasions. Which That's, I, the, but that's what I was just going to say. What? Like, that is so confusing. Yeah, Nicola seemed confused once she realized... <laughs> Once she realized what was happening. Who shares jeans with their girlfriend's dad? Like, I'm, I know I'm sounding judgy, but Why? it's confusing. They've got some sick, something sick going on at the Pelt's household, honestly. Yeah, they talked about I feel like her family exclusively. I think they mentioned his parents yeah. maybe once. And her brother and his pins got a mention. Her mum buying... Like, every item she kept being, and my mum bought it for me. I was like, you need to stop saying that because I know it's true, but you don't need to, like, it's like she couldn't stop you don't saying need to it. just say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I guess because she was trying to be like, I didn't, I didn't have the money to buy this vintage Chanel, but it's just like, you don't need to, you don't, yeah. Yeah, your mum buying it for you is the same vibes as you buying it for yourself. Oh, my God. When, when. <laughs> When they say the when they say the when they say the day to night outfits and then Brooklyn's like <laughs> Brooklyn was like we'd usually wear these to like dinner meeting or a meeting and then after the meeting we go for dinner <laughs> or like and then I'm pretty sure it carried on after that yeah and then she was just like yeah or you know after work drinks like it just car- it just went I on wish they and said on. after work drinks I would fucking Same. that would be our new theme song 
Oh my god, yes. Do you think they did? They didn't, did they? I think they said a, they said a meeting after work. Someone needs to cut this together, please. Yeah, someone needs to cut them together saying after work drinks. I liked all of her outfits. <laughs> like, she's obviously stylish. She's like the centerpiece and Brooklyn's kind of just there. I feel like they should have put more effort into styling him just so he wouldn't get roasted. Like, it seems like they're not super in tune with the chatter around them. <laughs> but even her outfits, like... Yeah, her first outfit cute, her second out, her vintage shopping outfit I love with the dress. Then the outfit he put her in is fucking chaos. I know. How he how he how he put her in that those tight skinny jeans and super high-waisted boots and a matrix coat and he was like the way he was touching her stomach I just didn't appreciate or enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she looks cute, but I'm like surely you could do better if you were doing Seven outfits. Seven. Surely, like when you're that rich and you have that much money, like why? Why in the last one is she just wearing like black cargo pants and a black boob tube? Yes, I think Camille Charrier is doing seven outfits. She's done it, baby. I watched that. Is it out? Snapped it up as soon as it came out. Is it good? It's on my YouTube for you page. Yeah, it was good. It's just she's. Because, like, Camille Rowe is a bit more mysterious. It was, like, fun to see what she wears day to day. Whereas, like, Cami Sherrier, because she posts her outfits every day, you're like, oh, I, like, you've seen all the stuff. But it's still fun to see. Right. Still fun to see. Still fun to see, yeah. I need to watch that. Because then after I watched this one, Grace, guess who I was served up? You already know because I sent you a thousand screenshots of that chaotic Juju Hadid one. I know. I was talking to someone. That about was this crazy. Last night. It was so special and crazy. <laughs> it was so crazy. And then how she was talking to the camera, being like, like to the person behind the camera, being yes. like, "Is this too much?" And they were just, they would have just been like, "Yes," but we can't say that. <laughs> she this is, is like someone who's got like oodles of personality, like very sweet and charming. Um, yeah, but just love her hugely misguided. But I just. I don't know if she's just le- – she's obviously just leaning into it. I'm like, it's not like she doesn't know how to – Yeah, she just loves better. it. She it's just cute. likes it. Cause yeah. then, no, because then – yeah, because she put on – that's what I found interesting. She put on the first outfit and she was like, this is crazy. This is chaos. This is like la, 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 la. And then she said, this is my model off duty look and this is what I would wear if I didn't want Anna Wintour to think I was a piece of shit. And mm. it was cute. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Special. Yeah. <laughs> so people are people are like up in arms saying like what chokehold do the pelts beckhams have on vogue they're paying for all this coverage i don't personally think they are i think that this shit would rack up a lot of views and a lot of traffic even if it's people making fun of them i think they a have a genuine fan base which i would count you and i in we like poke a bit of fun but i think we both truly like them and are rooting for them (laughs) Mm-hmm. I wish I wish them well. I wish them well. I think people like them and are interested in them. And I think having a lack of discernible vibe or like talent isn't a bad thing in this day and age, obviously. Well, I'm with you and I'm and I'm and I'm suspicious at the same time. Because yes, I think they would get coverage, but I don't it is a lot. I, I don't know. I, yeah, it is a lot. But I guess they're just saying yes to everything and maybe other people don't. Um, but I initially thought that her dad must own 
Condé Nast, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I think that they... Surely. Like, he probably fucking does. I agree that they just have time on their hands. Like, I think these videos... You look at these videos that they do that seem pretty chill. Um, and at the end, they have, like, 60 people credited on the team. Like, they're huge productions that probably cost... That video probably cost, like, 30 grand to pull together. Um, and That's a whole crazy. day. I think most celebrities can't commit that time unless they're being forced to, and these two will probably just be happy to rock up. So if they're like, okay, we need to do another one, well, we know the Peltz Beckhams will come into the studio. I think it's more that. They should have gotten Selena Gomez in with them. Oh, oh my God. You're so right. A thruple one. Yeah, that would have been special. That would have been fucking chaos because her wardrobe is she seems gorgeous but her wardrobe is all over the place as well (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait for more of these to come out love them i know i love them too i'm gonna watch camille sherry's now i want a hilaria baldwin one same desperately who do i want bella hadid hasn't done one has she no she hasn't hers would be amazing Bella Hadid needs to do one. I loved Paloma's. Paloma did one. Yeah, Pal- I feel like the MVPs are cool. Paloma, Camille Rowe. Um, that's another good person I'm forgetting. Oh, Barbie Ferreira did a cute one. Has Devin Lee Carlson done one? No, she's like such a candidate. Emma Chamberlain did one, but she was literally like, I wear loafers and blue jeans and a white T-shirt. Or I wear head-to-toe Paco Rabanne, like, (laughs) off the fucking runway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right, girlies. We love you. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Love you. Bye. Bye.